Gold Dust Podcast with Eleonora Brizzi and Seth. Ok, let's dig into it. Yeah, talking about music and NFTs or music NFTs or how does music participate with NFTs? You know, like I've seen like the sale of music. I've seen NFTs and I think uh, you and Eleonora worked on a project that uses NFTs as a uh, Uh, fan memorabilia and fan collectibles and things like that. Um, and then I've looked at other things like uh, Arpeggi, which is making um, uh, online uh, web-based uh, sequencing software. Uh, yeah. And at the when you finish the song, you're able to mint it directly from there. So I think uh, there's a lot to cover uh, or a lot to talk about. But uh, maybe if you could just like uh, start off, you know, you and I have met briefly before. Um, but if you could tell me like, you know, who you are, um, because I mean, or I can introduce myself, whatever's, whatever's, uh, whatever's better for you, you know, but, uh, but, but let's, but let's start it like that, uh, rather than, you know, me introducing you, um, you know, in the, in the normal podcast way, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. 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 So, cool. um, yeah. So, uh, my background basically is, is, is music industry. Um, I've never worked in any other space. I've basically been in the music business for about 15 years. Um, but always on the, on, on the digital and technology side of things. So, you know, back then it was called new media. And, uh, if you remember those days and it was really, um, you know, it was, it was at the start of, of digital platforms, um, you know, obviously the internet had come along and all of a sudden, you know, we'd started using email properly and all of a sudden there's platforms like Twitter and YouTube and SoundCloud and this uh, new way for artists basically to connect with their audiences. Um, and, you know, no one, I was working at an independent label at the time and no one was really interested in this space. It was so new. <clears throat> um, and I just kind of made it my own. And then there was a platform called iTunes came along, right? And mm -hmm. uh, the, the MP3, and I, you know, I, I, I was spending all my time um, digitizing catalog into MP3 formats and then creating my own compilations for the company and putting those onto, onto iTunes. Um, you know, you could, you, you could kind of, it was kind of a, like a free spirited um, thing at that point and you could quite easily get some good momentum on the platform because it was just such early days and it was the days of Napster and things like that. And, you know, things progressed quickly basically. And, and, um, you know, we've been through all these, in all these kind of fundamental changes and not just in music, but of culture and the way we consume and connect and, 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 uh, and, you know, so the internet all of a sudden mobile phone came along the social media you know and then streaming uh, which was obviously a huge moment for music music's been through these huge shifts through time you know vinyl into cd and cd into into tape and tape into 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 digital downloads and it's, it's i've gone the wrong way there actually vinyl into tape into cd right. into digital <laughs> downloads you know what i mean and then yep. Yep. And, yep. And, and then into streaming um was the biggest fundamental shift um 
and probably because it was a mindset shift uh, for not just the, the industry, but for us as consumers, the mindset shift of ownership um, to access, yeah. owning something yes. physical to being able to access. That, that took a long time for people to get their heads around, I think. Um, and, you know, Spotify led the charge really back in sort of 2009. Um, th things really um, began to gather pace there. But, you know, uh, they just had this beautiful system we called the funnel system, which basically gets people onto a free service. They begin to realize that, you know, access to every song that's ever been created on all of their platforms, all of their devices, moving seamlessly from your house to your home to work to the mobile and uh, what you can do now with voice and shouting at Alexa or your Google Home and, you know, it becomes a lifestyle choice and mu mm -hmm. music has changed from uh, a, a luxury purchase um which is interesting when we think about nfts coming back to it but music changed from a luxury per purchase in the last 10 years to a utility right mm -hmm. um, very few people used to spend loads of money on music every year they'd buy one album a year three albums a year five albums a year you know a massive mm -hmm. collector would get three albums a month or something but very few people were spending a hundred pounds or dollars a year on music and, and and now there's there's hundreds of millions of people spending a hundred you know uh, paying for their subscriptions um so it's just been this most exciting change and, and the other th the other things like just 80 percent of the money in the music industry was made in the last two months of the year because of the mm -hmm. christmas spikes around gifting and things like that you know and then sweden was the first country that wow. what's that no i was like really sweden was the, the first country 80% of the music is uh, of the income in the music industry is done at the end of the year it was it was in those days because of uh, the gifting market yeah so it was a volatile kind of risky place you know and then sweden was the first market because very much because they had such um uh you know the streaming broke through to such a huge level so quickly there and right. spotify obviously being swedish but Right. Um, it, they moved very quickly to a monthly subscription model where they were getting a regular bit monthly business. I know it sounds mm. crazy, but that was just so, so different for music. Right. But anyway, and you know um, what? I'm, what I'm trying to get to, I guess, is we've been through all these amazing different kind of frontiers and these moments where we were fundamentally changing our culture, you know, and our consumption of media and, and, and culture and music and art. And here we are um, in, 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 this, in this space, the NFT space, the metaverse space, the, the Web3, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> it feels like just the most amazing frontier yet. And this just this collision of tech and culture and communities and music and art and all of these uh, things uh, all at once. And yeah, it's, um, it's incredibly exciting. So anyway, so, you know, I've... I spent um, so I, I yeah I've I've always been on the on the digital sort of tech innovation side of, of music. I spent the last eleven years at Universal Music, eight the last eight of those running the digital marketing and partnerships and content team at EMI Music in the UK. Um, I left uh, I left there about eighteen months ago, um, and I I now an incredible. There's two things I'm an incredible company called Hypnosis. Um, where I head up uh, digital innovation, um, and I am co-founder in a company called Carta um, with a K, which means sweet uh, map in Swedish, and we basically we we can create branded experiences in video games in the metaverse. So um, 
you know, branded experiences in, in games in, in Fortnite, in Roblox, um, increasingly so Decentraland and, and Sandbox and places like that. So, so um, yeah, and that, that's what I guess that's a yeah, a long winded way of my background. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's a really interesting that uh, that you. Um... That you've stayed on uh, on streaming, I guess, where or you've been focused on streaming, your like your whole career, um, because you always hear, uh, you know, people adjusting to, or I always hear, I guess, with the age I am, I always hear, you know, people transitioned into streaming or or became, um, you know, finally were forced into it. Um, I remember in my my background, you know, I've worked a little bit in music, I've worked uh, mostly in film. And uh, and people were resistant to uh, to to releasing things in digital because it wasn't physical, right? Like physically, I need to have my LP. Physically, I need people to go to the theater. In fact, in order for me to feel satisfied as a director, I need to open up the theater door and see people in it with my movie on the screen. Otherwise, it didn't happen, right? Yeah. And I was in a situation where you know we were offered for an independent film. I was I was uh, with. We were offered a lot of money. To go directly to Redbox, which would have been, you know, a, DV, a direct uh, DVD, um, direct to DVD, uh, sort of uh, preceding streaming. This was uh, 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 2007, um, and uh, you know, it wasn't. Uh, it was uh, shunned, and 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 yeah. a theater deal was chosen, and, and the the movie didn't make any money, yeah. um, which is which is cool, which is which is cool, you know, because it's we're making art and all that other stuff but you know for the longevity of it and and um and so to see everything sort of uh, go around and people people are now going direct to streaming embracing streaming and now i guess we have this new level right with web3 and the metaverse and nfts you know you can you can you know monetize even more uh you can uh you know Ooh. communicate even more with your uh with your audience you know in a in a, in a more personal and instant way you know yeah. It's interesting to see. Yeah, can I can is, I say yeah, get, can I say just one thing before um, we continue on this? I think that it's it's very interesting um, that um, like we are inviting uh, guests here. Of course, we have our own like internal knowledge and point of view on visual art and fine art, so like the crypto art space. But then. Um, what Tony uh, was witnessing today with, with this whole like, story of the music industry. And like a few weeks ago, we had Sean for the photography industry. It's like the same exact story yeah. for same for all these different yeah. uh, creative industries. That, and, and it, it, but it's amazing to see that like we are all uh, slowly through these stories coming here to the point of like, you know, it's like, from ownership yeah. to access and now and now what's like what yeah what about now what's happening now yeah tony just to get, give you like a quick background sean um is a is a friend and a, a colleague and he started a blog called the impossible cool um along to, uh, at the early days of tumblr so his starting this blog and his relationship with photography and embracing it in the digital way is very similar to where you've sat, you know, in music, embracing streaming right away. You know, I mean, that's who else would sit down and make a compilation and upload it to iTunes, you know, back 15 years ago when you did that, you know, I mean, that's, that's like, it's, you know, for whatever reason, I mean, you know, you, you did it and it, it's, it, it, it's, it, uh, it sort of maybe sets your um, 
sets you ahead of the of the of the pack in terms of what you're perceiving and what you're adopting early now you know you saw that early you believed in it it paid off for you and now you're here with you know dealing with M- nfts in the metaverse and applying you know your your knowledge so it's really interesting to to you know i i hear what you're saying eleanor that's really interesting and to yeah. see those uh those interesting uh those correlations and that start to happen yeah you know yeah nice uh yeah, it's. Um, I mean, I, you know, we're just constantly learning, just always been constantly learning, you know, and and, and just being inspired by what others are doing, I guess. Um, but I guess, uh, you know, I'd like to think myself as an early adopter, but I'm, I'm not. You know, I guess the major, la- you know, working within a major label system, um, they're kind of the last to move, right? Right. And and I mean, even the you know the streaming argument was probably the biggest argument out of all, all, all everything that's gone on the last sort of 20 years but um and it, and it did take a lot of time convincing because there was so much money being made on cds and and, and um but you know the, the the streaming ship had left the the harbor and was sailing away and it was like you needed to be on the boat you know in order to sort of embrace and, and enjoy this ride sort of thing and, it, and, it, and, right. and there were many arguments in many boardrooms and meetings and a lot of artists and managers and uh, some that did get it a lot that, that didn't get it and it took time to get through and 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 particularly just streaming rates you know people are not understanding that you know that earning like a, a fraction a, a 0.1 of something of, of a you know of a, of, a, of a penny or a dollar for every stream and but not understanding the volume that could be reached right yeah right. and now the music industry is in the rudest health it's been for many many years um and 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 the growth is 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 still going to be you know if nothing else was happening if the if the web three space wasn't there then just the, the continued growth of streaming around the world is going to be uh, remarkable for many years to come particularly in non-western markets we talk a lot about western platforms but it's in the non-western markets that are most interesting but but now you add this whole new layer and it's making everyone kind of get over you know incredibly excited and um and just uh you know just seeing all the opportunities that, that are out there in this space um but some of the same challenges are, are still there you know there's no consensus at all in the music industry in terms of what is uh you know nfts blockchain web3 what does it mean you know what's the model what's the structure what's the financial structure you know the major labels and publishers are, 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 are like they do spending far too much time trying to work this out and work out that figure out their plan um whilst in the meantime there's just incredible projects and and, and artists and smaller independent um labels that are doing some amazing things and um yeah i think you know the explosion of the space like we know you know nft's been around since 2017 or before but you know the it, everything exploded out of crypto art, right? Eleanor and um, sixteen you know, for a lot Pepe. of the same reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pepe, Pepe's in twenty sixteen, right? But but I guess it was towards the end of twenty twenty. I really felt that it was beginning to sort of connect in the music world, and then certainly about a year ago, um, particularly with your artists like Blau and RSC and what have you, um, mm-hmm. starting to do some incredible things. And you know, a lot of us have. 
on, on the digital side of things in, in the music space had, had our eyes on, on NFTs and, and Web3, but I don't think any of us could have expected it to explode to quite the level it did in, in 21. It just went absolutely bananas. And um, yeah. it, it, and it, it it was a bit horrible for a minute when, you know, through spring into early summer, there was just a bit of a gold rush mentality and a cash grab mentality. Yeah. And people kind of rushing to do collaborations, make tons of money. And, you know, they'd, they'd seen someone like Blau make, uh, you know, $11 million on his own website, but completely missing the point that he's been part of this community for forever. And, you know, yeah. he's been he's been invested in, in with his time and his energy, not just, you know, but I mean, he's been properly in the community for, for, for many years. And it's a bit like when Marshmallow was the first to do an amazing show in Fortnite, it didn't come out of nowhere. He'd been gaming on his YouTube channel for years. He was part right. of the community and he was accepted by it. And it's the same for artists, you know, even like Dead Mouse as well. Um, yeah. You know, if you're, if you're part of the community, then you're, you're, you're welcome, you're accepted and you've got the, the reach and the the backing basically and then but then all of a sudden artists who in traditional worlds would be much bigger than a blow or dead mouse are going well if he can do that imagine what i can do you know and right. then it just created this rather sort of um you know it, 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 it wasn't very nice i don't think what was happening through through that phase and yeah and then places like Nifty Gateway, like they pulled back massively. They 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 pulled back. They cancelled loads of artists, music artist drops, um, uh, because they were getting quite a backlash from the community. But I think we needed to go through that um, right. because since then it's just you know we're beginning to see what we've always known. But you know, just the real creativity and the community-based projects and just these amazing ideas and projects that are beginning to evolve and and come along and just these businesses that are beginning in all sorts of different areas um right. you know we could be here for days talking about the very the different possibilities within music alone but um yeah yeah, um, yeah. It, it, yeah it just feels like it, it, you know i'm so excited for what 22 is going to bring and, and the years beyond but this year i just think um you know things have settled down and it's about real innovation and creativity and and much more focus on artists uh, focusing on their communities and on their audience and what they're doing um you know to accompany their their touring and their and their, their releases and i think what nfts has done as well is is just really get help get uh, um people's head around what blockchain can do mm -hmm. you know because people have been it's a bit like the start of the internet you know you stopped working out how it worked or trying to understand it it just become part of your life you know and, and it's the same thing with with blockchains too many people have been trying to work out how it works or understand it or understand mining or understand you know and, and actually um the nft or the, particularly like the crypto art space i think it's just helped people understand the technology mm -hmm. um yeah understand the capability of, uh, of, you know, the, I mean, the uh, understanding the archiving capability, understanding the, the, the sales capability, you know, yeah. um, and, uh, you know, I see, um, auctions like catalog works and they're, um, they're, you know, selling people songs, you know, for several thousand dollars. And, you know, I mean, I think that, that, uh, you know, that's a great way to, to, um, you know, to, to sell your work or share your work. Yeah. Um, but then, but then, um, but then you take it streaming or you, you, you take it, you know, other ways. I mean, are you, you're, you know, potentially just selling the NFT rights to it and, and 
potentially keeping the streaming rights. Um, it, it, you know, in, in some cases, in some other cases, the smart contracts probably say you own this song outright. Um, but that sort of ties into like um, sort of wraps in. I was thinking about what Nas, Nas did with his two songs. And then that ties into, you know, sort of what you're saying of, of uh, you know, more quote unquote mainstream artists uh, embracing the platform. I mean, I see Meek Mill is on Twitter. He's got a bored ape as his avatar. He's like, he's like, what, you know, what, uh, what chain should I drop my next mixtape on? You know, and yeah, like, yeah. it's all good. It's a, it's, it's cool. You know, it's cool. But, uh, but, you know, and NFT record labels, you know, will can can exist and all that other stuff. But like you said, uh, you know, about really embracing the community or existing in the community, you know, before you start to say, hey, give me something, you know, from the community, you know, you have to give something like, you know, uh, yeah. other people who have, you know, sold in the space have given to the space, you know, um, as a, and then what they take out of the space is, you know, is is almost is, is like their reward, you know, for for actively participating as opposed to saying like, Hey, you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty famous. Um, well, send me some money, you know, here's my, here's my, uh, here's my, uh, ENS, uh, you know, send it over. Uh, maybe yeah. I'll send you something. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 But, um, yeah. Tony, I have a question for you. Cause I, um, so I always thought, and maybe I was wrong. It's not that maybe I was wrong. I was wrong, but like, okay. So how do you see the best um, application of blockchain to music for copyrights? Because when we started to apply uh, blockchain to visual, to fine art, visual art, we were even referring to it as, you know, for the royalties, we were like, you know, it's gonna happen what already happens in the music industry. Like they're gonna pay you royalties as uh, it happens in the music industry, like with copyrights, that if you play, right, like a song, then you'll have to pay copyright. So for us, it was even like a reference of how beautifully it is working in the music industry with copyrights and everything. So my question is, is that true? So if you already have such a um, very uh, good system with copyrights in the music industry, do you need the blockchain for that? Do you need royalties or you're just going to use the blockchain for different things because you really don't need that? It was just us from the art world needing that application of, of the blockchain. Um, I mean, no, no, it doesn't work. The traditional royalty system in, um, in, in, in music doesn't work very well at all um it's it's a real mess um there's it, it's incredibly complicated there's there's far too many third parties that are sort of middlemen um that are collecting monies in different territories and you know technology is is helped improve the uh collection of royalties and money around the world particularly in emerging markets and things that's improved massively over the last few years, but there's still far too much money slipping away into what they call black box income, which is essentially being swept up by major labels. Um, but there's a huge, there's a lot of energy being put into this around the world and with us at hypnosis as well, um, um, around, around this issue. Um, you know, if you just take, it's complicated to begin with because there's a lots of rights involved around a song, you know, particularly in this modern world where on any song you might have a dozen writers uh, uh, that are involved, all with different publishers, different representation around the world, you know, different collection societies. And it just, it, it, it you know, and that's before you add in 
which major label or which label it's going through, which which um, publisher, what's the platform. Um, it's just a really, really complicated uh, kind of difficult space. And um, we, we think, and I think that, that the blockchain technology can help resolve this and uh, it's going to take a long it's going to take a long time it's not a, it's not a quick project but the idea of rights and royalties being managed on chain um cutting out third parties as well um but you know the idea that there would be you know one system with all rights uh, held on on that system that all DSPs and partners plug into not just streaming services, but if a song gets synced to a, a cinema uh, or uh, ad or, or, or something or TV or whatever, or digital sync or anything, you know, a, a radio play, or basically there's just one um, system where payments are made instantly and rights holders are paid instantly, um, transparently, um, because there's no transparency at the moment. And it takes many months for a lot of the monies to come through from, from, from major labels and what have you. So the rights system for music is a complete mess. And, and, and this the Web3 space is a, is a real opportunity there for, for a new system to be built. Um, and, you know, we're, we're trying to help lead the charge on that. There's a few companies that have been around a long time trying to um, sol solve this issue. Companies like uh, Revelator blocker and opulus and and those guys um that are doing a great job and trying to sort of help solve this this particular um challenge but it, it it's going to take it's years and it's going to take consensus um but a lot of it comes back to data just the quality of data that's being uh, input and, and held and verified um so yeah I, I i you know i think it can do not just for art but certainly for music as well solve a lot of the problems that have been around far too long The Mint Gold Dust Podcast with Eleonora Brizzi and Seth. There's already ways of communicate of artists uh, of uh, music artists communicating with their with their fan base. I mean, with the invention of the internet, that's been sort of instilled in you. You can't just go in into the booth and sing, but you actually have to go on tour. You have to go meet people. You need to interact and things like that. And finding, you know, you mentioned Fortnite. You know, Travis Scott. You know, has his connection to Fortnite. These are like natural, you know, real real things that that actually occur. Um, so I think. I would I, I think that the royalty tracking and the uh, and the archiving of the uh, of the music is probably the most important um, element of Web3 as applied to the music industry um, where, you know, I think, you know, I, I don't know if I was an artist, if I wanted to, you know, like the Wu-Tang album, if I wanted to sell one of one of my of my music, you know, I would want everybody to hear it and I'd want to, you know, it's streaming everywhere and I want to want to put it all all out. You know, so selling my music as an NFT or maybe selling part of the my rights, my streaming rights like Nas did, you know, maybe that's something, you know, that's yeah. uh you know, that that's a way to interact. But uh but yeah, so I I because I, uh, I see every you know, I have you know a bunch of friends who work in music, both, you know, in the you know, as uh, you know, um uh, singers and uh, you know, also producers and you know and, and that sort of yeah. thing. So I've, I see that a lot. Um, I see the interactions and I see like the, the how valuable Instagram and Twitter is, you know, to to the fans in order to have a direct line yeah. to them, you know. So so yeah, so I mean archiving and, and tracking royalties is uh 
that's the thing that's got me most excited about uh about blockchain as it applies yeah. to uh to music yeah. you know <laughs> yeah i mean i think we're going to see so many different um different different cases across the industry but um you know in terms of the artist to fan I, I, you know first and foremost it comes back to like you say like building communities you know social media just completely changed that landscape for the for the better and, and <coughs> artists being able to have a direct relationship with their, their fans and nfts and web3 are just going to deepen that connection mm -hmm. even further um you know and and uh, so you know i think we're going to see a lot more you know rewarding core fans and early early supporters and um i think we'll see you know the this space it's almost like a crowdfunding project if you if you're an independent artist that's starting to build your community you can use you know nfts can be a way of raising money to go in the studio or putting out an album or marketing or going on a tour and things like right. that you know um but the idea that being an, a holder of your favorite artists nft can give you exclusive access and you can get exclusive content yeah. um how it's going to integrate with live shows and touring i mean you know we haven't had live shows and touring really to over the last mm -hmm. couple of years i mean it's just I mean, it, it's kind of got back a little bit but this year is going to be an explosion of touring and festivals and and people getting back on the road and mm -hmm. and i think we're going to see some amazing integration there with how artists are sort of rewarding fans either who are turning up as nft holders of theirs or you know giving f f the audience uh, uh, an nft or you know pokes and things like that um yeah uh, that's gonna yeah. play mm -hmm. um you know even things like there's ideas around like you know in, you can incentivize fans for bringing more friends to a show you know bring 20 fans along and you get yeah an NFT or you will get an nft or something right. like that you know so i think we'll see Got lots of creativity in the live space for sure um and um yeah and also it, it gives back the power to musicians because i never realized how musicians are deprived from like they are taken um away from their fans so it was new york 2019 and i was going around to this um uh, you know you have those co like in new york i mean probably everywhere but i was doing that there this um co-working spaces where it's actually like uh, restaurants or bars but then in the morning until like uh dinner time you can go there and work um and so like i was going around the city uh, in these different um like bars to work with my computer and there was these people uh 2019 and they were like you know like we're using blockchain for music and i was like how and why right and they said well you know like um someone like spotify they don't even um allow the artist to talk to con uh, like contact directly their fans and their audience because if they do they're gonna lose all uh the middle power and and it's over for them and so they were talking about these exactly so now it's like three years ago and they were saying you know for instance like you give um uh like uh proof of attendance of like you go to a concert so you get this nft ticket and then yeah. um like if you are coming to i don't know like i'm a john mayer you come to three concerts and then you are considered mm -hmm. a vip fan and so you can have access to what you were saying to like a yeah. like a special content and so artists can actually get rewarded from their own fans that they don't even have access to it and never realize how 
they're not because he, at least if you are like an artist you have an opening in a gallery if you are there physically everyone wants to talk to the artist but for like a musician especially the biggest ones i mean they cannot go like uh, you know out like down from the stage and say hey are you my fan so they really are taken away from their audience which which, which i found crazy and a very good uh, blockchain application like yeah pops and and such for for the music world yeah yeah for sure i mean com completely agree yeah i mean we, we, the, i think it's really exciting with how artists are going to use this in the live space for sure definitely mm. um and uh, you know and, and, it, and it's um i think it's about accessibility as well um i think that's you know in terms of we're saying how everything is great around this space which it which it is and it's exciting but you know there are there are uh challenges as well certainly around you know you don't want to be marginalizing or alienating your core fans you know by making things too expensive i think the 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 average price of a music nft is still something like 600 dollars or something you know so um which most people can't afford most of your fans won't be able to afford so i think it's about keeping things uh, or what we're going to see is a lot more accessibility for uh, for fans and 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 things like being at events you know buying tickets to a show is going to you're going to get rewarded in deeper better mm. ways and um and i think we're going to certainly this year see a lot more artists making it you know having an affordable um nft strategy for their for their fans um you know, I think that's one of the one of the challenges. Um, yeah. But um, you know, but yeah, it's uh, and the fractional ownership stuff is 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 definitely really exciting in in terms of what you what you were saying and um, you know selling off part of your rights to a song or your catalog and allowing your fans to sort of have ownership in or you know share ownership in future royalties and stuff. Is amazing, you know. And again, it's like for established artists, it's a way of giving back, I guess. I mean, obviously, you can make a lot of money from it as well. But for new artists, it's another way of again, sort of raising raising money to for you to go and do your work and create your art and go on tour and things. But and for a fan, it's just you know, it's that idea that you're in, you know, you're in a you're in a coffee shop or in a bar or in, a, or in your car or something and like the song from your favorite artist comes on and you can say to your friends that you, you know you own right. a share of it you own right song. right <laughs> right that, yeah yo your, your fans become your investors you know it's like it's it's really like you know we're on some yeah. level i was working on something you know last night that uh that um like i, I was working at deck last night and i really I, I was just thinking like all this stuff is like i don't know anything about financial structures or 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 how to do you know anything but the, that's really what what you're doing you know here is selling off securities i mean i know this is not the first time anybody said this but like it's really interesting to 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 to, to to interact with your fans not in so much that like you're showing them the pajamas that you sleep in but you're actually like you're like this is our board meeting <laughs> like let's we have to you know let's let's uh call to order you know we're voting on whether or not we should you know tour you know asia or we should tour eastern europe you know um and you know and that yeah. that sort of thing like that 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 that's really interesting i mean that's that interactivity is really interesting the the uh 
you know, the crowdfunding element of it, you know, I, I really, I like that. Um, and, and the, you know, the, the rewards that you get for being the early crowdfunder, you know, you get a golden CD or if it's a, you know, films, you know, Indiegogo or whatever that is. Um, but, but this is different, right? Like, this is like a whole nother level where, where you're like, you're selling, shares in your company and the early adopters become your investors they become your board members you know they become your your shareholders you know and you you guys sort of embarked on this journey together which i, I think that's more valuable i mean it's cool for the fan you know to to get the signed t-shirt or the golden cd but 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 I, it, this is it's another level um and it's like a, a sort of maybe it's an expansion of uh, of capitalism as well. It's like a, this like weird you know new growth uh, element because we have the technology to do you know do this. We're now yeah. we're doing something uh, we're doing something else. Um, yeah, I don't know, you know. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's cool. Yeah. I like that the 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 crowdfunding. Um, and I looked at some uh, some film. Um, some film NFT, you know, crowdfunding concepty things, um, but it was it was it allowed you to, uh, you know, uh, you know, for X amount of dollars, uh, you buy this NFT, you can be be the executive producer, and you get a walk on role. Okay, that's not you know that's that's not a new thing, right? For an event for an, an, yeah. a, a, an EP credit, but then there's other ones where it's like you you get to participate in this in the the design of the art direction you get to participate in the the way the storyline goes and and that i actually that it's a collab that's a collaborative um thing but i think it takes away from the artist um and because i want to see what the artist has to say right like I, I if i want to be the artist like i should be the artist right like i i don't know if giving up you know, creative control or, or, or even giving, allowing any creative say is actually good for the, uh, for the end product. Uh, I'm, I'm sort of more supporting in support of the artist being the artist and, uh, and, and letting them yeah. do their thing. So I, that what I just described, you know, with NFTs and your, your, um, your uh, fans become your shareholders and that sort of thing. I like that a lot better um, because they trust you you know, as the, as the, the artist to go out and make what you feel inside, you know, what comes out of you naturally when you're writing, when you're, you know, pressing buttons or whatever you're doing, you know what I mean? So, you know, yeah. that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's my, that's my two cents on, uh, on crowdfunding, which I, which I like, and I don't like, you know, <laughs> I don't, I don't, you know, and, and it feels like, you know, anytime I've crowdfunded a, a friend's film or anything like that, I've just been like, don't give me anything, you know, like, Here's here's so you want some bread you want to shoot this thing I don't want I don't want the don't give me the t-shirt I don't give me I don't want a credit like don't give me anything you know it's like you know you need some bread to go make your art like here you go man cool you know now if I can have a share in your film that way that's cool too but you know um, yeah you know anyway <laughs> so yeah what are you gonna do anyway. But I guess I guess like um, you know the uh, you know I guess like where the major labels you know were dragging their feet um, you know but you know before in the early days of streaming you know they they uh, and I wanted to use this uh, this reference uh, which I believe is a everything but the girl compilation uh, uh, title adapt or die 
um and that that is like a big uh a big thing and, and that's that's what's happening now right like or it's or, or it's the it's the very very early days you know it's like the first what when did uh itunes launched oh three or something you know i mean it's it's i mean it, it, it is yeah i mean you know it's it's quite mad but look back on itunes and the digital download is like a 10 year sort of moment in the history of music it kind of came along it dominated it had 99 percent or 95 percent of yeah. the market and uh and then and then died you know because you know we we, we all now yeah. stream and um um but it, it, yeah it's interesting but the major you know they're, they're doing i'm not you know they take as a as a, as a as major label companies they they do take time to to get their heads around these things and 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 you do need consensus because there are by nature of it being the music business there, there is a fractional uh relationship of rights basically between all these different parties so to try and get consensus around what is an NFT? You know, like what do we? What, what does the music? What percentage does the music get? What percentage does the publishing get? What percentage does the artist get? What percentage should the label get? You know, it's like um, it is. It is going to take a moment, and we are still incredibly early. I mean, you know, you you guys will know more than me, but like, how many people own an NFT right now? I think it was like six hundred thousand before before you know in November or something, and then. I think we're still under a million people have bought an NFT or traded an NFT on OpenSea or something, right? And um, <laughs> uh, it's still just incredibly early days, which is which is brilliant and exciting. Yeah. So um, you know, it's going to take well, it's going to take um, you know just lots of trying things and testing and learning and and just put, challenging what we can do. And, and um, but the main, I mean, you know, some of the guys at the majors are doing some interesting things. You know, Celine. At, at 1022 which is part universal um we've done a deal with board eight yacht club or at least a collector that's got um you know they created kingship which right. is for apes basically which is their virtual act <clears throat> um and then you know in a similar sort of you know warner just announced you got oana over at warner who does a lot of the commercial deals he's doing an amazing job done the deal with roblox recently and just on a deal with twitch but they just announced that they bought land in sandbox um last night uh where they'll be developing experiences and it's the same for us at hypnosis you know we're going to be um we've got quite grand plans of what we want to do in terms of building our own real estate across different across the metaverse in different virtual uh, worlds basically and and what we want to do within those spaces um uh, so yeah, I think you know the the, the larger companies are, are are just as fascinated and and getting their heads around it. Um, it really comes down to the rights issues again, which is going to take time. Um, um, so, um, but yeah, I think you know it's uh, it's always kind of uh, the independence, and more often than not, it's quite a lot of the dance music. Uh, community that tend to lead the charge on 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 new mm -hmm. tech and um if if last year was was mm. pretty remarkable i think this year is going to be just incredible in terms of you know what we're going to yeah. see but that's you're the second person to say that on the podcast eleanor said it on uh, on monday that she's really excited about this year and she, <laughs> she said last year was cool and everybody you know came in mass but but this year She's looking for uh, more substance, you know, more cooler projects, things yeah. that things that, that matter more. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 
Yeah. Tony, uh, you know, one of those questions. Um, so concerts in the metaverse. Yes. Because, you know, like, what are we getting and what are we missing? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I love this space. Um, <laughs> I was having a conversation just before this, actually, about, um, you know, what how I felt about, apparently, you know, apparently this will finally be the year of virtual reality that they've been saying every year for the last 20 years or something. But um, yeah, but it's he, happening for real. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it just feels like the last 18 months there's just been this huge convergence of lots of different technologies that have been around quite a long time actually but and have had various kind of full starts or iterations but it just feels again probably driven by pandemic or accelerated i should say mm. um mm. it just feels like there's we're just again you know i think it, you've got to look at the major platforms for for this space um, you know, if you look at uh, virtual reality, like VR performances have been pretty bad up to date um, <clears throat> because of things like, you know, just trying to replicate a live, sh an IRL show in in a virtual environment, um, you know, try, you know, sticking five cameras on a stage and performing a, a normal show and then letting people choose their camera angle and things like that which is really lazy and and there's no um creativity <laughs> to it at all you know you know it's it's, it's very yeah reality. like the, the only limit is our imagination in terms of what you can yeah. do so and so so i think i think that's always been a problem and i think the other thing that's always been a problem it's always been a singular experience um and what's changed over the last a couple of years is just this uh you know the, these experiences are now sitting in sitting in video games and on gaming engines and things like unity and what have you so but rather than being a singular experience we're now having communal experiences at live shows um and you know you know going back to marshmallow in Fortnite, which blew people's minds away and then the travis scott and then more recently um uh, Ariana Grande, and then the Easy Life in Fortnite as part of O2 was really well executed, and they just done. Um, uh, who was it last week that just? Uh, um, uh, I'm trying to think. Tones and I was um, a few days ago in Fortnite, and, and what they're doing is they you know, you're not just standing in a virtual space. Well, actually, they're not they're not VR. They're just incredibly immersive um sort of communal experiences um but it's the way that it, it you, you're not just standing there watching um an avatar dj but they're taking you on a journey you know you're, they're giving you an ex uh, a gamified experience you've got constant movement you've got you're interacting you're moving from one um environment to another you're with people you're with your friends you're seeing other people you know so it becomes much more like um being at a real show but but with no limitation on what the creative and what the environment and, and, and what you can do is you know you imagine one you imagine the travis scott show in Fortnite um with a head with a vr headset on and had to you know and you know and it's going to blow people's minds i think and then you've got really you know roblox are doing an amazing job um there's a lot more to come from those guys and then you've got incredible um xr platforms you know wave xr live xr um who you know all of these guys are really starting to push the boundaries of what a live show and a live experience can mean in a in a video game or in virtual reality um yeah um so 
uh, yeah, I mean, I'd really love this year to be to be the year that the, the VR experience for music breaks through. And and there's an, and there's another a maze is another platform that again are trying to sort of push the boundaries and take take, take the, the, the 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 fan on a journey. Like I yeah. say, um, yeah, it's got to be a communal experience, so, um, hasn't it? You know, the uh, it's got to yeah. be. I mean, going to a show. You know, I like I like yeah. augmented reality for that too. I like like uh, being able to, you know, uh, collect people on a walk through the city till you end up at the park, and then you all look through your phone, and you know you can see a uh, an AR concert. You know, I think uh, you know those yeah. those kind of experiences that uh, that come together. You know, I mean, I don't know, or arguably, you know, uh, more more pandemic, which I do not want. But um, but that could push the VR um, experience, no. for, you know, further by by forcing people to stay home, right? And then you know you have to get the get the concert yeah. to to people somehow. But again, that that lacks the the communal experience. You know, it's what we're you know we I think that's the 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 most valuable. I mean, about going to a, a rave or a festival or a party is the people that you you go and you meet. You know. Um, uh, or, or the people yeah. that you just see going, you know, real crazy. And, you know, it's just like, uh, I don't know, that energy is, uh, you know, that energy, yeah. it's, uh, I, you can't capture that. I mean, I, no, you can't. And like, I, I mean, oh, the I energy know. is the energy. <laughs> I don't know if you have kids, but yeah. you know, I've sat with my, with, I've got two boys who spend a lot of time, obviously, in, mm -hmm. in video games. But, um, you know, when, when there's a new season in Fortnite or when there's a show, like, you know, it, 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 I mean, I lose my mind, let alone them. Like, it's just, it's so exciting. Just, and, and they're with their friends and they're literally screaming, losing their heads. And, um, you know, and that, and that's, they're seeing, I'm just thinking, imagine when that's a VR experience right. Right. as well. You know, but, but just, um, it, it becomes, you know, I, I don't know if they're, I don't know if, in, in, you know, the experience of a physical live show is ever going to be, no. <laughs> in some ways, it, Commerce won't replicate what they're going to be able to do in a in a virtual um, environment. Um, you know, particularly for young younger people that are just it's so native to them. And you know, having a um, you know, it's like wear, wearing your favorite brand or wearing your favorite jacket or your cap or a hoodie or whatever. It means as much to them having that on their avatar in whichever virtual world or video game they're playing. It just, it's, it's just, it, it, you know, they, they, the lines are so blurred for them between physical right. and, and virtual that, you know, I just think they're going to probably enjoy virtual experiences as much or more as, as to actually sort of going to the O2 yeah, or something, you know. But that's going to have to be, I mean, that pushes the, the that pushes yeah. the concert producers, you know, to, to create more things, incorporate VR into that, incorporate NFTs into that. I mean, I think that, that you know, yeah. in order to compete with the experience that you can offer, especially, you know, the connected communal experience through your headset, you know, and, and uh, you know, you can, you know, that, yeah. that sort of thing. So that's, uh, no, uh, it's interesting. It's yeah. fascinating. Yeah. You know, and then, in, in, we're obviously seeing quite a lot of activity with music and events in Decentraland and other right. spaces and Sandbox, you know, upon us imminently. There's already so much development there, which is looking really, really good. But, um, you know, and it goes back to that being that the utility of the NFT, you know, rocking up at your favourite artist's event, 
you know, being an NFT holder for that artist gives you additional mm. access or you get free wearables or whatever it is, you know, you just get the benefits, basically, don't you? And yeah, just, just again, just another way that I think this space is going to be used. Yeah. Um, Gold Dust Podcast with Eleonora Brizzi and Set. Mint Gold Dust. <laughs>